Welcome to the Tim Fowler Show, where production is paramount and we discuss the tools, time, and people associated with getting jobs done and making a profit. On today's episode of the Tim Fowler Show, we will be talking about scheduling from sales through completion with the help of special guest Eric Bain of Innovative Construction in Atlanta, Georgia. Alongside Tim Fowler, I am your co-host Steve Wheeler. Here is the Tim Fowler Show. Hey everyone, Tim Fowler here. Welcome to the show. Uh, as we always do, just tell you, send me some ideas. I'd love to hear from you. And I just want to take a minute to say thank you to everybody that listens. Uh, we're creeping up on our 200th episode. Uh, it's going to be a, a great milestone for us. It's been a lot of fun for Steve and I to be able to do this podcast, share this information with everybody. I just I hope everybody understands that I personally really, really appreciate uh, everybody tuning in. Uh, meeting me at shows, things like that, and just saying how much you enjoy the, uh, the podcast. So again, thank you very much. All right. So scheduling has been a big challenge for everyone over the last few years. So I've been thinking like, if I hear supply chain issue one more time, I'm going to just kind of freak out. Although watching the news today, we're recording on Valentine's Day. And actually, I heard supply chain issue with long stem red roses. Can you believe that? Right. And so it disrupts everything and scheduling is a huge challenge. So individual job scheduling is a challenge in and of itself. In other words, taking the job from day one and getting it to end on a date that you want it to is a big challenge. But one of the other things that becomes even bigger in challenge is trying to schedule this thing from the day the client says, yeah, we want to work with you guys until we then hit the end, end date and managing everybody's expectations as it relates to schedule uh, getting through there. So as you know, with many, many clients, one of their first questions is, when can you start? Right. And unless we have something in place that allows us to realistically set those expectations, we end up running into some real challenges. So this process involves getting buy in from designers, sales and production, which in many cases can be a very daunting task. Now, I've heard people tell me that we can't schedule the design process, because Tim, that's a creative process. That's something that kind of has to go with the flow and you can't really box it in. But what we're starting to see is that if we understand the process, don't try to short circuit it and be realistic. It really can be controlled to some degree. And this often helps set production up for success. Our guest today is navigating. You notice I said is navigating, not has completely, you know, mastered everything, but it is navigating these waters with some success. And I thought it'd be great fun to have him on and just see uh, how they're doing it. So, Steve, let's go ahead and get going. 
Eric Bain is the production manager for Innovative Construction in Atlanta, Georgia. Eric started with the company in 2005 as a carpenter and soon after became project manager and was then promoted to the role of production manager in 2016. In his current role, Eric has helped develop a pre-construction template schedule and a construction template schedule. This allows the entire team to know exactly where the project stands every step of the way. Welcome to the show, Eric. Thanks for having me on, guys. Hey, this is going to be great. So um, tell us a little bit more about Innovative, just the, the type of production system you use, where you're located, maybe average job size, things like that, just to give everybody a reference for the type of company we're talking about. Yeah, sure. Uh, we do design build. And uh, in production, we use a project manager system. So we run with three project managers. We have one more project manager in training right now. Uh, we have 19 employees. And uh, last year we did um, four, 4.8 million in revenue. And our average job size is 175,000 when, you know, kitchens, bathrooms, additions, you know, whole floors of a house. It's kind of uh, it, residential. It's, okay. Now, project manager system, do you have in-house carpenters as well, or, or are they managing all subcontractors? Uh, no, we have, they're in small teams. So they have a, a master carpenter underneath them and then one more carpenter. So you actually have teams yes. that are built. And so does that carpenter and the, and the uh, master carpenter stay with one project manager and they basically always do jobs together? Yeah, they always do. And then if, you know, if, if another project manager needs to borrow them, that's fine if they have time. So they, they kind of trade off whenever, whenever needed. But, you know, they basically that team, that's, you know, there's if okay, you that, a vacation that might be another that might be another podcast, because I think that's <laughs> a big that's a big topic nowadays is do you build teams within companies? And of course, we're seeing it uh, more and more as we talk with production managers. OK, so we've touted this thing as scheduling from sales all the way through. So let's start at the beginning, if you will. And when do you actually start scheduling a project? And what does that look like in your world? In the introduction, you mentioned templates, things like that. So what does this look like? When do you actually start the process of scheduling a job? And what does that look like? So the salesperson signs a design agreement. And at that time, they upload a pre-construction template onto that job. And this schedule runs from the design agreement to the start of the project. Um, the design owns that, that schedule until um, contract agreement. And then, then production hops in. And then we, we do the schedule meeting. The schedule meeting is a meeting where we bring the project manager up to speed. You know, it's a, it's a quick meeting. It's not a consolidation. It's just a, enough information to pick a construction template and uh, get something on there to get it rolling. All right. So we, we, we're not video based here. We're just, uh, you know, auditory. So you're going to have to explain a little bit more like a construction schedule says, you know, demo, framing, trim, that kind of stuff. What does this design schedule look like? What is it? How does it progress? So it basically covers all the steps that's needed for once the design agreement's set. So, you know, it's all been built out. So the, the selections meeting with the client, uh, plans approval, 
you know, there's 17 steps in there that, that are all linked together. 17. Yep. Yep. And it's, it's set from, you know, from the design agreement to the start of the job, it's 99 days. And that's kind of the set, set amount of time. And will that change? Yes. You know, if it's a bigger job and they, they need more than one meeting with the client, then they can adjust all this time, you know, up front, you know, as, as soon as the, the schedule gets built, there's a review and then adjustments are made. So it's kind of like a construction schedule where here's the start date, here's the end date, there's our goals. And whatever happens in there, maybe, you know, you can move it around a little bit to be fluid. So you said you said 99 days. Is that like uh, a regular kitchen remodel is 99 days? And uh, yeah. an addition with a kitchen remodel is also 99 days. Is it kind of the same? It it, it pretty much falls in that same range, you know, and that, wow. that includes your permits, you know, after the contract signed, there's, you know, we allow four weeks for a okay. permit to be pulled. And that's based off of, you know, one city, probably right. the longest one. So if it is in a different city, then we can shrink that time a little bit, but we know all this up front, you know, because so everyone's you, notified. You said, you said really quickly that it gets reviewed. Are you the one that's reviewing that with design to make sure that it's going to work for every project or somebody else doing that? So when we built this template, I met with one of the designers, Lauren, and we, we spent months working on this, right? We just okay. took one thing at a time and we figured out how long it was. And we'd have to go back to you know the estimator and ask how long, how much time do you need here? So we made all these adjustments and we, we use Builder Trend and they have a to-do system. So we actually built to-dos into this too. So it's all linked. So when a job gets signed over, these to-dos get sent out to everyone. You know, so everyone's kind of notified that that it, it that it's starting. So Eric, am I correct in saying 17 steps, 99 days? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So um and and are you tracking this throughout? So let's say step six takes a couple extra days. I mean, how are we? And I know you said it's give or take, but you know, I assume you're trying to stay within that 99 day mark, right? Yeah, we have a weekly meeting. So okay. one of the you know the the designers will let us know if they're on schedule, off schedule, you know. And the adjustments like if you're meeting with a client and that falls on a, a Friday, it may be better the next Tuesday, you know. So those are kind of the the adjustments that are happening. Got it. Okay. So how did you get sales design? to, to get on board with this. Like I, I mentioned in the introduction, it just, I've heard so many different people say to me, Tim, you can't do this because design is a creative process. And, you know, it, I hate this, right? It is what it is. It takes what it takes, you know? And then the other thing is the clients, you know, the clients are busy. The clients can't make these decisions. So how did you get sales design in your company to kind of get on board with this? It wasn't easy. It took it took a lot of work, but, you know. And then I, I saw that Lauren would would grab onto it. So once we got into it, and I saw the light bulb go off, you know. And you know, it, it, it's when you're first starting out, it's just a measurement, and you're not going to get it right at first. So you know, that was the one of the big sells. Like we're just going to work through this, and 
And I knew from construction that it, it would it's going to help everyone if we can do this. But it, it took a lot of work and a lot of time. So, so basically what you're saying is that you, you took enough time so that everybody was comfortable with it. But also you weren't like handing down an edict to everybody saying, look, we have to do this in order to make my life better. Right. Right. Yeah. And I learned that from the construction templates, because, you know, you, if it's an outside job, you can't control rain days, you know, but as long as everyone knows that that day got pushed slightly because of rain days, then that, that's fine. So I assume you got to the 17 steps, 99 days through this monthly long process. It's not like midway through, you say, you know what, we're thinking this should take this long. You got there and said, this is how long it takes. Did you try to trim from there? Did you right, try we to just, add efficiencies? I wasn't trying to hit any goal dates. You know, I was okay. literally okay. trying to figure out how long it took. And okay. then they, they did a test run and it had to adjust a little bit. You know, it went backwards, it went forwards. And then they finally found, you know, the sweet spot. That's awesome. So this has got to help in terms of, getting a, a really accurate start date for your for your project. So are you are you able then to say with some degree of accuracy, yeah, we're going to be able to start this project on this day? Yes. So oh, with that, you know, going off this, we have a pipeline schedule, which is a, a, it's a master schedule. So with that, we can um we give like a, 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 a certain amount of time. So when the, when the DA signed, you know, that gives sales some time frame to sell with, you know, like, okay, you know, the open jobs right now are between March and April, you know, and as it narrows down and the contract is signed, then we can, we can lock in that date. But since the, pi the pipeline is built out off of what is, if the project managers are available. So the whole year is built out. So taking a step backwards, I, I built almost a job schedule with all the project managers on there because I need a visual. So they're all color coded in different colors. And that way I can see how much they can handle. I can see when there's, you know, when there's an open spot and we, we track all our 60 day warranty in one year. So that's on that calendar also. So let's say I see that they have three to four one years then I, I can push one week and give them, you know, some time to do what they need to do. So is this a, so I'm envisioning like there's a sales template, sales design template of let's say 99 days. And then at the point where that gets passed over to you guys, it's almost like the job just continues on out. So you can literally see the days from the start of, you know, the design agreement to, completion is that the way this i'm trying to get a visual here of what this looks like yeah that i mean that's the way it works we can see i have a on the pipeline you know i have start dates you know down in december but those ones those ones they can move a little bit as you know right if a job gets sold it's a little bigger than those move but as soon as the ca is signed we're able to give a start date and we keep that start date yeah. Now, is this a whiteboard? I was in an office not too long ago where they have like six months, but it's these beautiful LED screen. And I guess they're LEDs, they're screens. And they're just like, oh, my goodness, those are gorgeous. Are you using a whiteboard? What do you actually use for this? 
I mean, I used to do everything on a whiteboard and that's one good thing of COVID is I couldn't do that anymore. I had to <laughs> put everything in spreadsheets. So I, I, we have a pipeline spreadsheet, you know, that okay. listed all out. Okay. So that way, you know, when sales is selling, they can pop on the pipeline real quick and they can look and see what dates are open next. So when they, when they're going to sell, they can give an accurate window of time. So when they go out to sell, they literally look at the pipeline and say, okay, the next available date would be. And so when the client says, hey, when can we start? They can then say, hey, our next available date is April 1st or July 2nd or something like that. Is that right? Well, at that time, they, they more just give a window of time. That way we can we, we have a little room, wiggle room to move stuff around. But as soon as they sign a contract, that that date's sitting there and, and it's locked in. And then we don't, we don't budge from that. If you start moving the start dates around, that really, the pipeline won't work. It really throws it off. So you have to have to have a pretty good idea what's going on and kind of lock it in. And of right. course, the construction agreement, all that design stuff is done by the time that construction agreement is signed. And then you have a pretty good idea Correct. Of, right. of when you really will be able to get started. I just wanted to take a few minutes to talk to you about getting back out on the road this year. As you may recall, I've been working on site with remodelers and builders all around the US and Canada for the past decade or so. I offer on site consulting focused on production systems and helping your company become more efficient. This involves a two day on site visit. A few years ago, when I joined Remodelers Advantage, we started calling this the Tim Tour, as if I'm some kind of rock star. And I'm really anxious to get back out there and, as Southwest would say in their commercials, move about the country. Of course, I follow all CDC protocols on masks, social distancing, etc. And so far, we've been able to have some really productive sessions with the five or six remodelers I have worked with this past year. For more information about my on-site production training or to inquire about available dates, shoot me an email at tim at remodelersadvantage.com and I will get back to you right away with more details. Well, this is so cool. I mean, I love, you know, you and I have talked, you know, offline many times about this and I love uh, what you're doing with that. So then sort of the next kind of thing about scheduling is just, and I alluded to it in the introduction, is just this whole idea of the supply chain and how do you actually keep a job on schedule because now you've got this amazing process. You're scheduling the design, you're scheduling the job, but you know, if that job that one of your project managers is doing goes over by three or four weeks, then that's going to mess everything up in terms of this amazing pipeline that you've got going on. So let's try to dig down to some specific things with the current situation like, how do you guys keep existing jobs on schedule? What's the, what's the key when there's so many challenges to that right now? In the last year and a half, it has been very tough. You know, yeah. I, items that normally are available suddenly are not. You know, one, one move we made was we hired a logistics coordinator, uh, which is basically someone to manage the selections. 
And then we took our warehouse or our, our warehouse space and we just, we put big Home Depot shelves in and now it's all just selection storage. So that way when the contract is signed, we can order everything, you know, right, right down to tile. We don't get into appliances, but we can have all the plumbing fixtures and, uh, you know, everything ready to go. So that made a big difference. You know, there's still surprises showing up and, you know, the best thing I found to do is just be honest about the situation and um, make sure the client's comfortable and do everything you can to, to get that, the final inspection and move out until this, and until you, until this item shows up. Right. Right. You know, and then autopsy and really look at it and say, is this going to keep happening for the next three months? Are the two jobs that are about to finish going to run into the same situation? So are you running into anything like cabinets that you have to sort of schedule around their delivery dates? And, and is that what you guys are doing? Uh, it's a, you know, we've ran into some weird ones like like LVLs. All of a sudden you couldn't get those for a while. <laughs> and last year, you know, with the paint, you couldn't get paint. You know, so all these oddball uh, shower glass. Yeah, you know, there was there was a shortage of glass for a while. So we've learned a lot, you know, and I figured out you just have to figure out how to manage it and keep moving along and get as far along as you can and and try not to go back. You know, give them their house and wait for that item to come in. You know, yeah. I mean, we put up temporary shower curtains until the glass came in, you know, when there was a shortage or. Eric, is there anything that you've bought in bulk that you, you're now housing in the uh, warehouse? Um, no, we don't really no. buy no anything in, in bulk. Inventory like that. Okay. No. Cool. So, Eric, who actually creates your job schedule, the job, the, the construction schedule? Uh, the project managers own it. Okay. So, you know, if after that schedule meeting, they, they, they completely own it. Okay, cool. All right. So, obviously you've done a lot of work to try to process this thing and get it really working well. What, what are some of the benefits of all of this work to, again, and, and with utmost respect to design and sales, but sometimes it's a, it's a challenge to bring everybody from a company into a process. What are some of the benefits that you're seeing from, you know, a lot of hard work from everybody, not just you, but from everybody in the company there to make this work. I mean, you see across the board, everyone has confidence that where they're, where the job is, you know, so it keeps everyone in the, in the loop and it keeps the job moving forward. You know, it's, it, with the, we, we review the day counts, you know, at the autopsy at the end of the job. Okay. So we can really take a look and we discuss, you know, why it happened. You know, so it's. Okay, cool. And I, does it, does it, I, I got a sense it might improve communication as well. And uh, maybe, maybe even doing a better job of getting everything selected ahead of time. If it's kind of on a, if you will, a checklist that, that needs to be done. Is that something you're seeing? Yeah, definitely. It's almost reduced communication because it, now it's in a format that, you know, there's a, a list there, there's to do's, there's, you know, there's a calendar yeah. there. It's not like calling to see where, you know, the faucet is. Like they okay, can look so, and see that it's 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 ordered. It's in the warehouse. It's at the so job. My, site. my experience is that things like it's it's. I don't know if it's the third law of thermodynamics. Somebody will write me, but everything 
slows down. Everything deteriorates unless there's energy put into it. I believe that's that's the third law. But anyway, it's not, it feels to me like somebody's got to be sort of policing this or shepherding this through. Is that you uh, through this process? Uh, you know, with the the construction side of it, you know, my the project managers are very good, so right. I can trust them. But you know the you know, and we we cover day count on a on a weekly basis, you know, for each job, just a quick count, and um, you know, giving it, we give full access to the client, the whole right. schedule from from the start. You know, after the pre construction meeting, project manager goes back and makes a couple adjustments because he saw the job. Now we release the whole thing, and they review it with the client every week, so they can't really pad their schedules. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's live. It's the real deal. Right. Oh, that's cool. Well, this has been really, really cool. And, you know, again, there's parts of me that wishes we could see some of this, but at the same time, I think it's a good idea for people to kind of work out some of these things uh, for themselves. What kind of advice would you give uh, a company that goes like, wow, that's a really cool idea. I wish we could do that. Wh- where would they start? And maybe give them a little bit of advice about how to proceed. You know, with the if if you're trying to do a pre-construction calendar, you just sit down with one person in design that wants to do it, and just slowly to first develop an outline of exactly what needs to happen, and then start researching how long it takes. You know, it's a very slow process to do this because if you release it and it's not correct, it, it's going to be very hard to go backwards. So you just so take your time. So you're saying right. you're saying rather than sitting down and saying it should take this long or if I was doing it, it would you, you hear what I'm saying here. If I was doing it, it would only be five days. Right. But you're saying let's let's be real. Let's take data and create the schedule from data, not wishful thinking. Right. Yeah. And then then maybe you can shave some time off, you know, once it's organized. So and and just that same exact question that Tim just asked, but maybe thinking of like, what were the symptoms that you had leading up to this? What caused you to, uh, you know, this undertaking to to make a schedule like this? Was it slippage? Was it just chaos, confusion? Like what led you to that to the point of developing this? Well, we made the construction templates. And I saw how well it worked and how much it helped us. Got it. I, I didn't see any reason why it, it wouldn't do the same for the pre-construction. Got it. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, Eric, this has been really, really cool. And uh, I appreciate your coming on and, and taking some time uh, out of what I know is a busy schedule for you and just sharing some of this because, I mean, you and I both know that this is a trend that's going on in our world. We're trying to get these, the sales design process scheduled a little bit more, especially for design build companies. And I really appreciate you coming on, taking a little bit of time and sharing your experience with us. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much. Take care, Eric. So, Tim, as of recently, it just happened to be the fact that you and I have talked a lot about sales to production handoffs and um, so many things stood out to me. I mean, Eric's just a fantastic production manager. I've been able to spend some time with him uh, through the production manager roundtables uh, and just a great company. But 
I'm I'm fascinated with the 17 steps, 99 days. To me, that's just it's it's just you know I wasn't expecting to hear something like that, and it's just it's I don't know. I'm still digesting it all, but it's it's perfect for uh, you know the lessons and the message we're sending with this podcast today. Yeah, you know, it's kind of interesting. It, it, it makes me wonder a little bit, like, how come there's not 18 or how come there's not 16 and and how detailed are they? Yeah, and I think, you know, I, knowing Eric a little bit, I know the answer would be what you know, what do you really need? You know, what what mm-hmm. are the really the things that are critical steps, important processes? And so one of the reasons why I like the idea of other companies creating their own, because they're going to have a different process in that design. They're going to have. 15 steps, or they're going to have 25 steps, or they're going to, it's going to be different. And rather than trying to squeeze everything into what Eric, you know, has put together, but it works for them. And that's what's something that's, that's really, really cool. I love this idea of that schedule in Builder Trend. It could be co-construct. It could be any of the others that are out there, but sending out a to-do. Once that schedule's locked in, then it sends the to-dos out to everybody and everybody knows, hey, I've, I've got some work to do on a new project, just like it would if you were doing a construction schedule on that, on that end. I love the fact uh, that they saw a challenge uh, to their scheduling and hired a, a, a logistics coordinator. Now, I think some people are calling them production coordinators, logistics coordinator, doesn't matter what it is, but Who's going to make sure everything's coming in so we can keep the entire process on track? And like I alluded to in the introduction, the idea clients want to know. Clients want to know what's going on. Yeah. And as soon as a salesperson says, I think it'll be around this time, that's locked in. That's what the client remembers. And so it's such a cool thing that their salespeople can look at this pipeline see where the next jobs are coming up and then be able to confidently go to the client and say, the client says, when can you start? And they can give them a realistic range and, and have some confidence that it's not going to get busted up badly by some other process. And, and one other thing that I thought, you know, really speaks to Eric and speaks to the company itself is they allowed themselves to take the time to do this correctly I think, you know, my knee jerk reaction is always, you know, well, let's, you know, let's work through this. Let's get it done. And if we hit 99 steps, let's try to make it 80 <laughs> or, or, you know, whatever, well, 99 days, let's try to make it 80. But no, they did the due diligence. They, they went through everything. They had all the right people. They took the month, whatever few months it took to put this together. And that's what they came up with. And it adds value and it works. And so, yeah, it's, it's an amazing, really awesome. It's, it's amazing. So really encourage everybody out there to be uh, thinking about something like this. I also want to uh, mention the, the production manager roundtables uh, thing came up a couple of different times. And I've said it before uh, a couple of different ways uh, that a lot of the folks that we have on this podcast have learned what they're doing and are training other people through these production manager roundtables. And uh, they've been super uh, in terms of being able to help people do stuff like this. And uh, it's some of the cutting edge stuff that's coming out of this program. Great. 
Well, once again, we want to thank Eric Bain for joining us today. And we always want to thank you for listening to another episode of The Tim Fowler Show. And remember, at The Tim Fowler Show, we're working hard to eliminate it is what it is from your vocabulary. This has been another episode of The Tim Fowler Show. Want to hire Tim and fast track your growth? Visit remodelersadvantage.com consulting to learn more. And if you'd like more information about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program, please send me an email at steve at remodelersadvantage.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.